The Boundless Authenticity Podcast presents to you the Portal to Ascension series. The Portal to Ascension Conference will be held April 21st to 23rd, 2023 at Marina Village Conference Center, San Diego, California. After three years of a collective dark night of the soul, the Portal to Ascension Conference is returning live and in-person and is fully activated for the mission ahead of us all. As energy continues to shift and hidden truths are being uncovered, we are piecing together the fragmented parts of our existence to create awareness of the truth of who we are and remember our connection to the cosmos. This event is all about deprogramming ourselves from the outdated matrix system and remembering who we truly are at the core. Discover ancient origins, uncover hidden truths, and recover your true identity with guest speakers Alan Steinfeld, JJ and Desiree Hurtock, Linda Moulton Howe, Robert Schock, Caroline Corey, Robert Edward Grant, Barbara Lamb, Michael Cremo, Ra of Earth, Adam Apollo, Neil Gar, Joan of Angels, John Block, Deborah Gusty, Michelle Anderson, Eric Rankin, Geraldine Orozco, Sharia Dharma, Lori Wheeler, Torcom G, Lori Spania, Tangila, Jenna Layden, Sheila Seppi, Larissa Stowe, Fox Angeles, Stargate Experience, and Share the Light. Get tickets at ascensionconference.com. On this episode of Boundless Authenticity, I'm delighted to chat with Joan of Angels. Joan has been assisting and guiding people for over 40 years as a doctor of chiropractic and then as an intuitive guide. Joan's work has always focused on helping people live happier and healthier lives. Joan is also the author of several books, 30 Days to a Miraculous Life, Your Journal, Your Story, Your Miracle. Miracle Secrets Revealed, Dr. Joan's Secret System to Attracting Prosperity and Creating Miracles in Your Life. The Miracle Makers Club, Live the Prosperous and Soul-Filled Life that You Deserve and make your life a miracle. Visit joanofangels.com. So Joan, how's it going? Oh, it is going wonderful. I'm happy to see you. Yeah, I'm happy to see you. And finally things uh, worked out. Okay, Okay, I think think we we froze froze there. there. Can Can you you repeat that? that? Yeah, so I think there's a little demon running around on the wires and doesn't want us to have the show. I'm doing really (laughs) well, you know, magic, miracles, Life, life is pretty interesting. We live in very interesting times. What do you think? Okay, I think it cut you off there, but I heard you say we live in very interesting times and I definitely agree with that. (laughs) Okay, good. Um, Yes, we do. We live in interesting times and so people need to learn to be adaptable, flexible, uh, shift what they expect and sort of break new paradigms. Yeah, I agree with you there. And I think that's something that the majority in my observation are having the most difficult time with because they're so locked in to the matrix system, so to speak. Yeah. Well, the matrix is all around us and all the young people in particular, you know, with all their computer technology are just surrounded with the matrix. And it's a hard thing. You know what it is? I'm no longer giving credence to that. When you're programmed, you know, people have these little activation light codes in their body that are designed to help wake them up. And 
And most of us have these periods because our sole contract of what we're here to do is actually known. And we have this agreement that we're going to not live a certain way, but maybe fulfill a certain purpose, a certain mission. And when we don't do that, it irritates our system. If we ignore those activation codes, we it could lead to de- depression and anxiety and frustration. But mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, it just takes time. So those people who are not waking up, I have to remember and remind myself that, you know, I wasn't awake a long time ago. It, it, it just, you know, I can't be mad at my old self for not waking up to my new self but it, it's a timing and, and we have these paths and life is about learning how to best live your path and, and create it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I get what you're saying. And, you know, we can't, we really can't go around waking everyone up, which I think is a <laughs> critical mistake. A lot of people make when they start to wake up, they start trying to shake other people. And it's like, no, and they pull the covers back over their heads and go back to sleep. Like, Leave me alone. I don't want to, go to school today well you know it it is true it is true when we wake up we know so much we want to go out and share the story and have others believe and believe it our way because we know our way is the right way but of course it's the right way you know it's the best way but but when you step back and you look at the planet from above down you can see that a lot of a lot of this fighting you know, has been engineered to bring people into disharmony, not harmony, and to bring fear and, and anxiety. It's, it's, we're not, we live in a very interesting planet, and learning the art of discernment, learning how to use your intuition, learning how to know why you're here would really be helpful. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Joan, I got to ask you, what is the foundation of your work? Well, that is kind of the foundation of my work. I won't say kind of, but it is the foundation of my work. My work has always been about helping people remember who they are, okay, why they're here, you know, and, and then help them step into that, help them learn the art of or re-remember what that's like. Because I do believe we all have a mission and a purpose. And we came here for a reason. You know, it's not an accident to be here now on this planet. And my the basis of my work is is really that. I've been a chiropractor, a healer. I've taught people how to heal your body from the inside out, how to use discernment so that you won't get so confused, you know, how to raise your vibration so you could be the light and and you know, just how to how to live a better life. But, you know, that's what I do. But I've done it my whole life. It's my purpose. You know, I'm a, I call myself, I'm an oracle, an oracle of ancient wisdom. I'm a spiritual advisor and counselor to people. People tell me everything. And we solve the issues. It's, it's just common sense in a lot of ways. But I bring together also a sense of the miraculous because I believe in miracles. I believe miracles. I live a miraculous life, honest to God, and I believe miracles are possible for everyone. And the whole planet needs miracles now. You know, miracles do happen every day. And 
what are some things that you can say to people who don't yet have their miracle glasses on, so to speak, like they can't see the miracles that they have in their life? What, what would you say to them? Oh, this is so interesting. Okay. I'm going to quote like the goddess Hathor, the Egyptian goddess. I just found this out. She taught her people the five gifts of gratitude. Okay. And so when you joined her cult or religious organization years ago, you know, thousands of years ago, the priest would take the farmer out to the land and have him hold up his arm and his fingers. And he'd say, okay, if you were to die in the next 24 hours, who or what would you miss? Would you miss? Yeah, and they had to give pretty sincere answers, I think, or they might have lost their limb. I don't, I don't know, speculating. But, but they ta- she taught them the five gifts of gratitude. And every night and every morning, you know, before they went to work, before they went to bed, they had to do prayers and give gratitude to these five things, whether it be the sunrise, your family, your, your home, your, your teacher, your dog. But you love them so much that when you die, you would miss them. So every morning you'd repeat it and every evening you would repeat it so that even if you live the hardest of lives, there were a couple of things that you still were grateful for. That's a powerful one. (laughs) Isn't that a powerful one? Like, okay, so even in the midst of our despair, there's still some things we're grateful for. You know, and even in the hardest life, there's, there's, you know, I, I don't know, it was a movie or a book I read and the prisoners of war starving in the, in the camps and, and there was like a frog in the room or a, a cockroach or, you know, a bug that in another life you would have crushed, but here that bug became your friend. You know, you cared for that bug. Like life is, you know, we have to learn. Life is, especially if you're looking from above down and you try to get perspective, life is cycles and it's learning how to to thrive no matter what. And, and you know, we're not alone. The other thing is that we're really not alone. I began painting angels in 2013 because I received guidance to paint angels. And one thing I will say, I've always been guided by a team of angels since I was very little. I didn't know what I was hearing, but I feel really grateful. And I I went to chiropractic school because a voice told me to go to chiropractic school. And it just made so much sense that the next day I enrolled. And so I've always followed this guidance and the guidance said paint 33 angels in 30 days. And I said, yes. Well, not at first. First I said, I don't do eyes. And then I said, it's too much work. And then I know my guides, they only offer you three chances. If you say no on the third chance, I'll give it to someone else. And I thought, you know, my things aren't quite the way I wanted. And maybe, you know, maybe I'll say yes. And so I said yes. And that changed the course of my entire life. That was one of my activation points. That's a, you know, that's a, a very short story, but I love it all the same. It resonates with me and I'll share my story with you now. And I'm sure that everybody has heard me say this before, but it's worth repeating. I was a musician, uh, a heavy metal musician. And, uh, you know, 
all into the darkness, black, long hair, black nails, makeup, you name it. Um, black clothes, chains, all kinds of stuff like that. And it was very good at it. Don't get me wrong. It, it brought me a lot of fulfillment. And I felt like um, the thing that kept me going through it was the feeling of service to others that it came with. Uh, but it just wasn't the best vibration. And I wasn't in the best frame of mind. I was always anxious and depressed and trying to work my things out. This is going like 15 years ago now. And um, basically one night I had what I like to call my angel moment. This really tall man with blonde hair and blue eyes taps me on the shoulder while I'm talking to the sound engineer and says, I noticed you had a tremendous affinity for leadership. Have you ever heard of coaching? And I was kind of like, right, hold on one second. And I finished saying what I was saying to the sound guy and I turned back to talk to the guy and he was gone. So I searched the entire venue and he was gone. And I thought that was so strange that I immediately went home because by now I'd figured out the universe works in weird ways. So typed up what is coaching and, you know, you get the personal trainers and stuff like that. And then you see Tony Robbins and then that's how I got involved in the coaching industry. And I, I said that story because I hear a lot of people who say, well, nobody's talking to me. No angels are talking to me. I don't have any guides. And to a certain extent, I get that because I, I don't think that anybody's particularly speaking to me, like having conversations, but they leave trails, they leave clues, or sometimes someone will just show up and do something or say something. And I get like an activation, like you said. So what do you, what do you say to people? How do you explain to them how to listen, how to set your perceptions in the right direction and all these different things? Because you're only one happening, one moment away from a completely different experience of life. And you never know when somebody's going to tap you on the shoulder and then your life's different, you know? That is so interesting you put it that way. And and your story is very interesting to me. And, you know, people wake up in all these different ways. It's it's And it's interesting that you changed your your frequency you know, from one way of being to this more becoming more of a bright light, you know, and it, it is interesting on our path. I haven't always been a bright light because, you know, there were a lot of distractions to grow up with and all those distractions are really, they're good at it, you know, and, and we, you're probably a better coach now because you had walked on the other side of life than you would have been had, you know, we learn from every lesson, no matter what, which I think is really important. So, yeah, so we're here to learn. But, you know, in the end, we're in the end, I would say learning to wake up and seeing who you are is really very, very powerful thing. Like we have all the gifts and skills we need to live a good life, but we've been, quote, sabotaged from the very beginning, as if there's a force that wants to make you work harder and make you work for it. You know, it's not like, like I tell people, your, your guides, you have a contract to do your mission, but your mission is kind of known. So, so you have all the skills, but also there's a force that doesn't want you to succeed and they know everything about you too. And I think there's an agreement to have family and friends act like deterrence to you meeting your dreams. Now, 
if you're if you're running a good game, ultimately you get stronger because all those challenges have made you like leap over tall buildings in a single bound, like never give up. You know, and and, and the ones who fail are the ones who just give up and they oh, this is too hard. I'm just going to turn to something else. But we have all those challenges and they're meant to make us stronger. Not that it takes away the pain of of them or the difficulty, but there's a reason for it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. You know, and, and it's like, if you really look at it, they're like actors in our, in our movie. Like each of us has Mm -hmm. his own part and, and, Everyone plays this part in it with us. You mentioned to me your um, <laughs> when we started, you, you're going to have to start doing your oracle work before you even get started. Tell us about some of the different modalities that you use to help people. So, you know, that's a great question because I've been trained as a chiropractor, so I could have used to say, you know, I do hands-on healing. But I do, I do a lot of online healing with people. I do a lot of teaching, a lot of consulting. I'm a, I'm a coach, not like you, but I'm a coach. I do readings for people that help them remember who they are, why they're here, their mission, their purpose, access the skills that they've had to, to do that. You know, remember how to be a powerful Jedi warrior. You know, remember what really excites you about your life. Now, you, you asked before, how do you get someone who's kind of burned out to be re-enthused with excitement? Well, once when you know your purpose, you get reignited every day because you can't get enough of being running around being you on the planet. True, true. I like that you said Jedi warrior. I've heard other people use that same term as well. It's kind of what it's like, isn't it? Well, yeah, I think I think we're fighting a war for the light, for you know, freedom, for the light, for personal transformation here on the planet. Yeah, <laughs> just that's one of my favorite topics to talk about. I just I feel like even though it can go down a very negative road, it's the truth. It, there's a war on consciousness at the moment, and it appears to me that the more people begin to rise in consciousness the faster and the more attempts the frequency of the attempts increases yeah. to, to keep us all you know in this fear state and and it's it's fear is the main problem on this planet I think. yeah well there's that energy of fear it's meant to keep us angry um anxious divided especially keeping us divided and keeping our light low and what will heal the planet is if people's vibration and light can be turned back on, you know, power, mm-hmm. energy turned back on, vitality restored, hope, vitality, etc., optimism restored that mm-hmm. changes the energy field around us. So, you know, mm-hmm. people like you, you're a gift of God. God was gracious and me, I'm a gift of God. When we actually remember that, then there have been studies as a book power versus force about high vibrational people you know the energy of the avatar or the light being that could when they turn up that that vibe can heal 
to hundreds of thousands of people. Well, Joan of Angels is that person. You know, when I go out on stage, right, my real mission is to heal and inspire millions of people. I'm a speaker. You know, when I go out on stage, that's what I long to do. And I do do. People feel hope. People feel inspired. People feel like they can reach back inside and do it again. Like go, okay, I'm going to give it another shot. And this time I'm going to do this, this. And I give them optimism and new ways to recreate yourself onto the path that you're, you really want to be on. Yeah. I have a lot of years of perspective on this, you know, and, and, and I'm passionate about it. I, I feel like that's what I'm here to do. Like wave a wand and heal millions of people <laughs> and help them, you know, regain their faith here in life and in their power to have a good life. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I love that book, Power Versus Force. I use that scale of consciousness all the time in in my work to kind of show people how different emotional states really serve as concrete shoes, you know? Right. Oh, my God. That's so powerful to use it that way. Yes, I totally agree. I use it in a different way. I teach people how to, how to use it as a, a switch, you know, from zero to ten, from dead to alive and i teach them how to turn that switch to a 10 yeah dead to alive i love that um so I, I know you've written some <laughs> books as well tell us a little bit about those so i have a book called the miracle makers club live the soulful and prosperous life that you deserve today which is filled with well first of all it tells you my story a little bit about how that book came to be and how my kids and I lost everything and came to the realization it would take a miracle for us to even get a new car or have a life. And so we formed a group we called the Miracle Makers Club. Just me and my two kids. They were eight and 10. We had just lost everything, lost our house, and we're literally on the run. And we formed this group called the Miracle Makers Club. Kids are wonderful, and they believed we could have a miracle. They so believed in their mother and in this club that whatever we wished would come true. So we learned how to manifest miracles. So that's the story of that, and really cool tools that we used to use. Mm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I got one more question for you. Actually, two, two more questions. What are some ways that we block our healing that we're just completely unaware of. You mean those unconscious ways we sabotage ourselves? Oh yeah, wait, I'm talking to the <laughs> sabotage. <laughs> okay, let's see. What kind of advice could I tell you about how to not sabotage yourself? Well, you know, hmm, I'll tell you there's a real quick way. Since we use the same kind of scale, and you use the power versus force, and I use that little meter, I have another way I have people do it, which is I, I have you imagine a horizontal line, and there's a clock hand, zero on the left, you're dead, or right, you're gonna be fully empowered. And when you think, you get up and you think about your day, you go, okay, on a scale of one to 10, what's my mood about even getting out of bed and facing my day? So 
if that isn't reaching a 10, nine, maybe an eight, you know, then you got to, you got to go see the self-sabotage coach. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Great endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> You're fun to talk to. I'm so, I feel like, God, someone's listening to me. <laughs> this young person is listening intently. Okay. Yeah. You know, I just think that's, uh, that's such a big thing, though. Um, that's the reason I got into self sabotage because I used to be the expert at self sabotage. And, and guess now I'm a self sabotage expert, which is kind of weird. So, you know, <laughs> it worked <laughs> out. But, you know, it's, there's so much of, this helplessness, this learned helplessness. I guess maybe we're born into learned helplessness because when we're babies, we have to look around to everybody to tell us what to do. And then we just learn things that are not really so helpful. And it kind of continues through our lives. But there's so many different ways that we can just kind of like take our power back little by little every day. And the power versus force thing is such a powerful tool. That scale is such, it's probably one of the best tools because I like to tell people, you got a bunch of choices. If you narrow down all of your choices every day to what's on that scale of consciousness, that makes it a whole lot easier to see what the best options are because I like to tell people I hardly ever go past anger on that scale because anger is kind of like the emotion that you get when an outcome isn't being met in some way and you can choose to go down or you can choose to go back up. So why not go back up? Like why not just let yourself be frustrated for five, 10 minutes and then move on and get back on the horse and ride it all the way back up to uh, love and enlightenment and peace. You know what this life isn't really worth being mad and you know, poor attitude about things and it's hard for people to see that you know it's hard sometimes it's like they want to hang on to those little things that drag them down and they want to make it a, a day-long thing or a week-long thing or a whole year or however long <laughs> that's why you have a mission you know personal mission doesn't have time to get dragged down exactly you know you you just don't have time, but you know, we get programmed from the day we're born, probably when we're still, you know, being born, there's a lot of programs, expectations, ways you're supposed to be and rules. And if you're different, then they try to stamp that out of you. And we don't live in, you know, the optimum would be to live in a society that supported people to be the best they could be. But, but that's not what the world we live in. So, we have to learn and learn from people like you or myself how to do that, how to bring back even the memories of how powerful we could really be. You know, this world doesn't quite make sense anymore, at least to me. But when I think about the different lifetimes I know I've lived and different experiences that I have, <clears throat> then I <clears throat> understand myself a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand my foibles, my weak spots, my positive spots, and you know that it's safe to shine. Mm. It's safe to shine. That's a big deal. I have found that people actually, if you um, use kinesiology on them, you test them, they have a program that says, I'm not safe. Right. 
Yeah. And they have programs that say like, I'm, you know, I can only be motivated by conflict and strange things like that, you know? And it's like, you're going to tell me a secret. I love secrets. Let's go. Okay. I'm going to tell you a secret about that. So every so often I go out and, and do shows and I have these scarves and they're angel scarves. They're scarves with my angel beings and they're infused with all sorts of love and connection. And I'll get on stage and I'll muscle test with, with a person. And, you know, how, how strong are you on a scale of one to 10? I don't know. How, how safe do you feel? And they may, their arm will go down. And then I'll put my scarf on them on a scale of one to 10. <laughs> how safe do you feel? And they're like so strong. They're like a 10. And then, and then I'll take the scarf off and they're weak again. <laughs> So, of course, I sell a lot of scarves. <laughs> I guess that's a secret. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I got to get me a scarf then. My last question, Joan, is what do you offer to someone who says, Joan, I don't know what to do. I can't find my purpose in life. What do you say to them? Well, I could say take my class. <laughs> <laughs> and the new one that's going to come out, like it probably March be released, called Soul Mission Activation, How to Live the Life You've Been Meant to Live. I have a better tagline, but can't remember it right now, but I'm working on that right now. And it's a great program because it really combines, mm -hmm. it, it combines a lot of the pragmatic with the spiritual, with getting help on all, on all levels and not just envisioning, but how to really activate how to, how to activate the sole purpose of yours and how to remember it and how to access those memories. Because I think, I think if we had those memories, we would feel a lot better about ourselves and have a lot more compassion for ourselves because humans are very hard on themselves. You know, like we're so, somehow supposed to be perfect. Without, you know, we're only human in a sense, trying to learn how to be better people in these bodies down here. We had, no one sent us down here with an owner's manual, and it's a tough planet. You know, this, this is not the planet of love and light. You really have to learn your way around. Mm -hmm. And the last few years have been tricky. So, you know, you're really not alone. And, and if you begin to, to do some things to shift your energy and look for who you are or get help from people who specialize in that, it is really true when you know why you're here, you can handle more and have more fun doing it. Mm. You know, that's the bottom line. You wake up every day actually excited to, to work hard. Mm -hmm. That is a fact. That is a fact. Um, you know, there's a lot of, um, a lot of pain that people have in this day and age, and they're just trying to, work it out the best way that they can and oftentimes it just kind of looks like they're trying to pass their pain on to you and i'd love everybody to know that you don't have to take it it's not, it doesn't belong to you it's not yours to to own you know so if we could find ways to kind of see the other person not as a reflection of ourselves but see the other person as a big storybook full of crap <laughs> you know and realize that 
we all have our own stuff. I think we would probably get through a little bit easier in these times and the times ahead because I don't think it's realistic to think that things are going to immediately get better, especially coming out of these few years that we just had. And we don't know what tricks are up the sleeves of the powers that shouldn't be the ones that try to beat us down all the time. So I think the best thing to do is to just go and take a class with Jonah angels and, and <laughs> figure your life stuff out. <laughs> you know, I think that's a great endorsement and I, and I agree with you. Yes, I offer some great programs, guys. I have a YouTube channel. I go live on Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific with Miracle Mondays, mm. which is all about how to raise your vibrational frequency to have more good things happen to you. Mm. And, you know, sometimes we have to put out a lot of good energy to have more th good things happen because we're living in a harder planet. Mm. And, you know, yes, the next few years are going to be difficult. That, that planned to be difficult and humanity has to start to stand up for what we believe mm -hmm. in and, and take charge. Know that no one's going to come to your rescue. You know, even the hospitals are deteriorating and I'm a healthcare professional, but I teach people self-care. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you take care of yourself? How do you, how do you walk your path? Even despite everything out there, how do you stay happy, focused, you know, and, and in a good place. I agree. I agree. So uh, can we expect more of the good news at the Portal to Ascension conference? Well, see, that's why I Portal to Ascension. So I do a lot of work with Portal to Ascension. I'm, I'm the director of productions over there, so I'm responsible for a lot of events. The San Diego event. So I, I speak at the events and I help host and co-produce it. The set, we have a conference coming up the third weekend in April in San Diego, which has such a variety of speakers, over 30 speakers on all aspects of UFOs, angels, guides, um, ascension techniques, how to live a good life, meditation, yoga. Well, I don't know about the yoga, but meditation, sound healing. We have Larissa Stowe giving a concert. She's got amazingly upbeat music. We have speakers on every topic of really inner transformation to your to your soul and connecting with with your star family connecting with other aspects of your consciousness and your soul purpose activating your dna mm -hmm. ancient history yes so besides which any portal to ascension event that we create is an intimate experience so our, the people who come really become our family and extended family. And it's really all things about expanding your consciousness in the universe and learning who you are in the universe and, and really living a better life for yourself and others. It's a good and bringing peace down here upon the planet. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Where can we find you? You can find me at joanofangels.com. Awesome. All things Joan of Angels. I use the tag at Joan of Angels. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on YouTube at Joan of Angels. Yeah. Yep, you can. And check out the website. And I think you'll, so yeah, that would be wonderful. Joan, thanks for being on the Boundless Authenticity Podcast.
You are so welcome. You have such boundless enthusiasm that it's so fun to be on your show. (laughs) Thank you. I love doing this. I love this interview and I'm grateful to have met you. Me as well. well. Yeah. So check out the ascensionconference.com in San Diego and joanofangels.com. Thanks, Joan. You're listening to the Boundless Authenticity Podcast, where we discuss everything related to the evolution of human consciousness. At the very least, people need to understand that the United States builds bunkers, which are basically cities underground every three months. Basically, when you dream, you tap into your subconscious. It is your nocturnal intuition, your creativity and imagination unchained from conscious reason, ego and logic. They're biologically alive, but they have no soul. They have AI consciousness. They can alter your consciousness of the brain if you get in the brain. We live in a multidimensional reality. Whether it comes through esoteric information in the spiritual realms or the UFO people experiencers or mainstream through quantum physics and through mainstream science now realizing that parallel dimensions probably exist. We're all spiritual beings. We're all having these human experiences. We've heard that phrase over and over and over. But what does that really mean? questions of life we have these answers inside of our soul we're ultimately studying the nature of what it is to be human good and evil our psychology how we think and our health that's why i love bruce lee's great quote all knowledge is ultimately self-knowledge the boundless authenticity podcast